Bill says all of a sudden he realized that the door was open the and I was out of the Jeep as fast <laughs> as can be. Scared me. I thought maybe you fell out, but you abandoned ship. I no, got you. I abandoned ship. I was out of there. Hi-dee-ho, I'm Tony, and welcome to the Jeep Talk Show, the premier show for a Jeep enthusiast and hardcore off-roaders. Whether you're new to the Jeep world or just a seasoned Jeeper, <laughs> we've got you covered with the latest news, tips, and advice to help you get the most out of your Jeep. On tonight's episode, interview with co-host Wendy. Wendy, were you aware of this? Uh this is a surprise. This ought to be good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Wendy and Newbie Nuggets is going to be dis- uh, discussing an update on Gold Mountain Trail in Big Bear Lake, California. In our Gladiator update, uh, wheeling with a gladiator. And in our must-have stuff for your Jeep Motobelt skid plate system for the Jeep JT Gladiator. Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and I have some great news to share about one of our Black Diamond and Badge of Honor trails. Well, that sounds good. You know, uh, we have published our first Chick Chat episode. Yes, it was uh, designed to be difficult to pronounce by de- <laughs> by design. <laughs> it is hard to talk, let me tell you. Chick Chat. Try to say that fast. Yeah. Times. So this was our first uh, available. This was first available to our Patreon subscribers, but available to all listeners now. Julianne from Wrangler Her and Wendy from Trails 411, of course, and of course, the Jeep Talk Show interviewed Chelsea from Trail Haunter. And I swear to God, when I interviewed this lady a, a year or so back, I, I kept thinking it was Hunter, Trail Hunter. It, you, oh, wow. you, you, you trailed the game, and I just figured that was a hunter. You know, I, reading is not my big, <laughs> my big strong suit. <laughs> oh, it was a great interview, though. I, I hope you guys all tune in and listen to it because it was really nice to talk with Chelsea. It was amazing a lot of, woman. It was a lot of fun, and also too, it was a lot of fun for me not talking because it was all you guys. Which if you that had to be hard for you, though. not at all. I mean, there was a couple of times <laughs> in there I wanted to make a you know a couple of uh, clever, witty to myself, of course, uh, comments. But uh, it uh, you know I didn't I didn't press the little button to unmute myself. I had a good time just listening and and cruising the internet while you guys were talking. <laughs> yeah, it was just fun. It was fun to hear everything that she does. And of course, Julianne is great as well. So you guys tune in to hear our next episode of Who's Coming Up Next. I thought it was an extremely good first episode, especially uh, since, I mean, Julianne has done uh, done public speaking and stuff before, but mm-hmm. this is her first time doing a podcast. So it yeah. was, I thought it was an excellent first episode. Yeah, it was great. And this is going to be a regular woman-centric episode. Doesn't mean we're always going to only have women on it, but it's going to be on the Deep Talk Show. Every other Monday, look for a new episode of Chick Chat. Got to slow down and say that word just right. <laughs> you got to think. think about it, don't you? You do have to think about it. It's kind of fun. <laughs> it's almost like saying Wrangler her because it's so much it's so easy yes. to say Wrangle uh, Wrangler. You know that, yes. type, but it's Wrangle her. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Jeep Talk Show. This is Randy down in Florida. Uh, just commenting on the Chick Chat show. What a success! That was excellent information. Love to hear people that actually wheel, unlike you boys. Uh, but I will say that uh, they are going to cost me money because now my <laughs> wife is like, hey, I can two pedal already. You need to get rid of this manual transmission and buy us a Jeep just like Julianne's because uh, she saw that down in Jeep Beach and said, wow, that's cool. So, anyway, uh, great show. Uh, excellent content. Uh, overall, very good. 
So, uh, see ya. So that was a call that came in the, the, the day after publishing the show. I love it. And I just want to say to Randy, you know what? I'm so excited that your wife is inspired because that's kind of what we want to do. Um, but remember, just make sure I'm not sure what her name is, but let her know that you can start off slowly. So you don't have to just jump in with, you know, both feet. She can start and then build like the rest of us do. We slowly build our rigs. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Randy. So her, <laughs> her name is Mrs. Randy. Mrs. Randy, yes. <laughs> Reach out to us. Let us know how we can help you get that Jeep that you want. <laughs> you know, and I, I was talking to Julianne about this. I, I suspect that uh, this is going to happen quite a bit because I know men uh, out there that are maybe are already doing the Jeep wheeling thing. And it's not exclusive. Mm-hmm. There's there's women uh, in the relationship are the ones that do, that do the wheeling. But I think a lot of men out there are going to look at the, the, opp- the opportunity to get uh, their significant others listening to Chick Chat. And yeah. get them warmed up to the idea of being an off-roader with them. Well, yeah. And, and the other thing, too, is that we're not trying to say you have to go out and be, you know, balls to the wall and go send it every single time. There's a lot of us that wheel very comfortably and, and we're not breaking stuff. So there's a fine line that you can jump into. You can go as hard as you want and as big as you want your Jeep to be, or you can do it even comfortably. So I love it. I think it's going to be exciting to see who else is coming on. I'm so excited for the next guest that we have. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's going to be fun. So right now we're looking at doing this twice a month, and I think I believe that will be every other Monday. So yeah. uh, just stay tuned for uh, it, it's going it, to. That's the goal. We'll see how it uh, plays out. But right now, that's what you should look for. Of course, if you follow along with the Jeep Talk Show, you'll always be aware of uh, what's going on and uh, when to listen. So Wendy, we now have thirty three zero Patreon subscribers. Wow. Now, of That's course, amazing. our goal is 100. Yes, but we're a third of the way there. It's fabulous. <laughs> yeah, well, we need three more uh, to be a third. <laughs> but but who's okay, counting? Don't, don't get technical, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> so help us meet our goal and become a Patreon subscriber right now. And I don't mean when you get done listening to this. Right now, damn it. You can multitask on that computer or that phone. <laughs> Just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you'll see how you can sign up to be a Patreon subscriber right now. Hey, this is Steve-O from Chicago, Illinois. Just wanted to call and say, Roger, stop being a rat bastard and subscribe to Patreon. Bye. (laughs) So, this is no kidding. I got a call today from Roger. Uh-oh. My wife and I I were at Sam's Club uh, buying some stuff, and uh, (laughs) he gives me a call, and I said, hello, Roger, and Roger explained to me why he couldn't be a Patreon subscriber. Uh-oh. He had contacted his bank and found out the reason why they didn't let it go through. And and, and I haven't verified this, but what he told me was is that the payments go through some uh, bank in Ireland. Uh, I mean, it's you know, internet is worldwide, so... Th- oh, sure, that makes sense. I don't see that this is initially a bad thing, but mm-hmm. the, but his bank didn't like it because, you know, when, they're, when they're, somebody is uh, doing illegal transactions, quite often yeah. they go overseas. Oh, my gosh. So I said, well, you know, I talked to him a bit, and I said, well, you know, I said, Roger, you don't have to be a subscriber. Don't worry about this. You know, you're listening. You're great. You're, you're always in the Zoom room. Don't worry about it. He goes, no, no, I, I'm going to subscribe. And I said, well, how are you going to do that? And he says, I'm just going to put it on a credit card. And I went, well, wait, wait a minute. What, what were you trying to do before? He was trying to do a debit card. And oh, his bank yeah, would not no, allow it because it was yeah. his debit card and, uh, you know, so on and so forth. That makes sense. That's a safety thing. Right? Yeah. Like a security thing. Because I told him, I said, well, you know, we've got uh, 28 subscribers. That's what it was earlier today. We've mm-hmm. got 28 subscribers and I haven't heard anything from anybody about having an issue becoming a subscriber. 
And uh, then that's when he said, well, they're probably doing it on a credit card. So that's how I found Ah. out about the debit card thing. So So, don't use a debit card. Exactly. So uh, if you have any problems with that, just uh, use a credit card or, you know, you can try your debit card if you want to. But if you have a problem with your bank, that might be the reason why. Uh, and it, it, it's just something that's, uh, that's, that's solved. Now, I did tell uh, Roger, I said, now, I want to warn you, uh, Steve-O did call in a, uh, a throw you under the bus uh, voicemail. Right. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> Wendy, before I got home, uh, Roger had subscribed as a Patreon oh, subscriber. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Roger. Yep. That is Amazing. And thank you, Steve-O, for like, you know, conjoling him to get into that or something. <laughs> so, Forcing him. Or so we're, him. we're not trying to rough people up to become uh, paid no. subscribers, but it's funny. <laughs> but, but we are going to have your friends call. Call you if you don't. (laughs) And I I told Roger, I said, it's just just amazing that we have people out there that uh, appreciate our show and us so much that they're willing to give, uh, find any opportunity to give another another, uh, guy a hard time about it. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. All right, as promised, we're going to do an interview here with Wendy. I'm not going to even play the, the interview intro, Wendy. You, you know, you okay. Know, you're, you've been here for too, too long to, to have that. We're just going to yeah. have a chat here. So, uh, Wendy, what I'd like to find out is uh, how you got started. I mean, I, I'm sure you didn't uh, weren't born and then you went, hey, I'm going to start going off-road and uh, giving directions to people and becoming a spotter and stuff. How did, how did you get started off-road? Well, it's interesting. Uh, Bill and I were talking about possibly having a Jeep. He'd been off-road most of his life. His mom had a Jeep a long time ago before she passed, and they did a lot of events. And so, as it goes, if you stop and ask somebody, hey, what's that Jeep for? You know, you see a for sale sign. You know, what's what's the cost for that? Is kind of how it got started. And then we, he asked a buddy of his that's um, had a Jeep, hey, do you have any issues? You know, oil leaks, things that Bill had remembered from having older Jeeps, right? Sure. And so the guy says, um, no, I don't have any problem with my Jeep. And he's like, why are you asking? He says, well, we're thinking about buying a Jeep. He goes, well, my Jeep's for sale. What? So that's how things happen, by the way. So we checked it out. Everything was good. It was pre-dented. Um, it's a 2008 <laughs> JKU. Uh, was fairly well set up. I mean, we kind of started with 35s. It wasn't anything major. And Bill knew what he was going to do. I had no idea. So that's kind of how we got started. Um, and then the very first time he took me off-road, that was an eye-opener for me. That was definitely something that I will never forget. I, I was not of the mindset of what that meant. You know, I've been driving pavement my whole life. I've been riding horses my whole life, so I understand that part of off-road. But our very first obstacle we went to, I was scared to death, and I will say that out loud to people. Um, it was about a three-foot wall, if you will, a solid rock that you're just going to climb over and get out of this little area. It looked 10 feet to me, by the way. Um, I was out the, of that. The Jeep. cameras never, never give you that depth well, or that height uh, to it. <laughs> it wasn't even a camera thing. It was my brain going, there's no way a vehicle can actually climb, right? I'm thinking all four tires have to stay on the ground mm-hmm. at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bill says, all of a sudden he realized that the door was open the back, and I was out of the Jeep as fast <laughs> as can be. It scared me. I thought maybe you fell out, but you abandoned ship. I no, got you. No, I abandoned ship. I was out of there. So, yeah, that's kind of how it started. And then I just learned and I was okay. But yeah, I was definitely afraid that very first time because my brain would not let me get past the thought of I'm, I'm going to die. <laughs> There's no way a vehicle goes straight up. Yeah. So how long did it take you to get back in the Jeep and, and actually stay in the Jeep? Um, I got back in once he climbed up because I could see that 
it survived, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but every obstacle after that, we just sort of, I got out and watched. And I think that's probably what got me into spotting pretty quickly, was that I just decided to get out and take pictures. I was just internally afraid in the very beginning, probably for the first couple of six months, maybe even a year, to where I really just didn't comprehend that the tread on the tires, the vehicle's ability, that this is what they do. So it took me some time to understand visually seeing it and then being able to ride in the vehicle to get over it. Well, I could see that. I mean, uh, the big thing I see here is, is that I think um, when people were faced with that kind of fear, Mm-hmm. It would have been natural for you just to say, nope, not for me, not going to do it. Uh, you go wheeling, I'll be here at the house when you get back. So what about it got you to get back in there? Not 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 over the obstacle, but just at all. Uh, and not just say, hey, let's go home. You want to well, come back, you can, but I'm, yeah, I'm going home. Two things. One, Bill is extremely patient and a great trainer, a good teacher, and I really trusted him. Um, the second one is I've ridden horses my whole life. The first thing you do when you get off, buck off, get bucked off is you get back on. So it wasn't that I was afraid to get in it. I had to understand how the vehicle was working and how, you know, how everything happened. And as you know, when you're riding in a vehicle and you are approaching an obstacle, it looks ominous, you know, you get out and watch it and you see that it's not that bad when you see that the Jeep isn't really you know, tipping over or it really isn't doing what you think it is from the inside. So I think that really helped. And honestly, Bill really, really helped. So So I've ridden horses, but I haven't done it a lot. And I certainly haven't done it in any kind of situation like uh, an off-road Jeep where you get into Mm -hmm. a very uh, um, different, differing terrain elevations and stuff. Uh, Would you say that riding a horse was uh, off-road is anywhere? Well, I guess all riding is is primarily off-road. Would you say that any of the horse riding had anything that would match up with the off-roading in a a vehicle? Yes. Surprisingly, um, I love to spot. Apparently, I do a fairly good job at it. And I think that's because I rode horses my whole life. And you do have to pick your line when you're riding a horse on trails, we're not talking about groom trails. We're talking about trails that have rocks and, you know, deadfall and things that you have to be aware of. And maybe subconsciously, I, I knew that I was doing that when I'm riding a horse. Now that I'm helping people get Jeeps through and I, I really have just jumped on that pretty fast as far as learning and understanding how the tires work and all that. So yes, I would say for me, Riding horses my whole life and doing everything I did on horseback has definitely helped me to be a better jeeper. So I know that you don't want to injure a horse because that, mm-hmm. that actually could be a, a death sentence. Uh, if, For both. Yeah. So, But uh, do you find that you are that concerned about the, the jeep? Does that bleed over as well? Yes. Yeah, sometimes I find myself now, because I feel like I have some knowledge, um, worried more about breaking the jeep. You know, don't go so hard or don't do that trail or things like that, which I really need to get away from because it's all about getting out there and exploring and doing more and trying new things. And I don't want to fall into that. But yes, I do feel sometimes I would um, worry a little bit, probably more than I need to. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's, um, I don't want to say it's just like a horse. 
Mm -hmm. uh, but it's similar. Uh, the the horse obviously is more important than than a jeep. I mean, it's a, it's yeah. a living animal, and and they're they're just so. I mean, some of them are assholes, but most of them are just so so <laughs> sweet and nice. Some are, yeah, true. <laughs> I'd say most are. Uh, I've had my few. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so yeah, I was just curious. So um, if somebody is out there uh, riding horses now, and they're thinking about getting involved in off roading in a jeep. You, you think that some of that would cover would uh, cross over? Yes, because I think you're brave enough to get up on a horse, and depending on what you're doing on the horse, um, you know, maybe you're competing and you're running like a gymkhana, which is a competition of obstacles that you go through. Maybe you're um, showing horses. Maybe you're out, you know, camping with your horses. All of that gives you bravery and gives you a skill set that you don't even realize yet that when you get into wheeling. You know, when we ride horses, there's a sensitivity that you learn. You're you're careful with your reins. Your hands are quiet. You feel, believe it or not, on a horse, what's happening when you're riding. Well, that's the same thing I talk about in jeeping is to feel your jeep, is to feel the rocks underneath and to understand, you know, how you're sensitive with that brake versus the gas pedal, you know, and not doing things too fast or too hard. So, yes, I do think if you have a skill set in riding horses, you could easily transition over to to jeeping i i don't see why you wouldn't what about hiking would you think that uh, just uh, hiking off-road would also be something similar i mean that might be better uh, better skill for a spotter <laughs> um i think if you like to hike you like to hike that is not my forte <laughs> so i'm gonna wheel <laughs> oh yeah i'm gonna ride no. a horse or i'm a, no i'm sorry it's not it but yeah, i would imagine it'd be very similar because you are in a sense picking lines you're looking for rocks and things like that you know not to traverse when you're hiking and be careful but I guess it would. I don't see why it wouldn't. I think the love of outdoors, if you love to hike, lends itself to jeeping. I and, think anything you want to do outdoors lends that, itself to jeeping. And that really is the great thing about going off-road in your jeep is that, I mean, you don't have to do it with air conditioning, but you can hike, but with uh, air conditioning and not nearly as much effort. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. And all your gear gets stored in the jeep. Yeah. And then you don't have to carry anything. <laughs> the gear goes with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. So uh, the the very first Jeep that uh, not not Bill's first Jeep, but the first uh, Jeep that you guys have had together is the Jeep that you currently have. That is correct. Yeah. And how long have you had that? Uh, six years now, maybe seven. Yeah. Very neat. And six there's been seven. quite a quite a few modifications to it since then. Oh my right? gosh! Yeah, I mean it came pre dented, so you have to worry about that, which is kind of nice. Not a major dent, um, but we've upgraded to thirty sevens. You know, we've gone to PSC steering. We've Pretty much everything's been upgraded in time, um, not necessarily because it broke, but just because we've had an opportunity to be at the right place at the right time to make those changes. Um, different suspension. Our lift is now about four and a half inches. I think when we bought it, it was about three. Um, changing from 35 to 37 inch tires has been better. Love my Nexon Rodian MTXs. I will always love those tires. They are great for wheeling and doing that. So yeah, we've made all kinds of upgrades i think there's just one or two pieces maybe the rear axle i think is still stock and the drive shaft in the back maybe yeah not really sure bill has the whole list of everything we've done and it's a big list when you look at it so mm -hmm. it, welcome to jeeping so are you guys happy with uh, the the build that you've got that you've done yes i know we look at you know don's gone to don alexander who we wheel a lot with he's gone to 40s they're great but honestly i'm happy with the 37s there's most every trail that we've ever done, I've not had an issue with. So I don't see the need to have to do that because then you're into all kinds of other upgrades, right? Oh, you can't yeah. just go to 40s. 
Well, no. <laughs> I mean, he, he has the rock jock axles on, on his, uh, his. Yeah, he's at 60s. Too. Yeah. 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 Because he did that Sahara stock that they rebuilt and did all kinds of cool stuff to it. So why not? But for us, it would be <laughs> a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. While you're, while you're in there, let's change everything. <laughs> well, you know, if you got 60s, uh, you have to shave those things and you got to put bigger tires because the That's pumpkins right. are going to drag on, th- on, drag That's on things. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's, like, it's like you say, once you start the, the process of upgrades, yeah. one upgrade will beget another upgrade. Yes. And, and sometimes if you don't know about it ahead of time, you will learn yeah. about it on the trail. Very quickly. And I noticed, too, with Don, when he's on his 40s, he's a, just a tiny bit wider. He's maybe about four to six inches wider than we are. Well, that makes a difference on trails. Absolutely. I mean, not every trail, but when you're picking lines, you got to really know your width. So that would be a whole other thing of learning for me. But, you know, I'm, I'm good with it. So mm-hmm. 37s, I'm happy with ours. Um, so uh, very cool. And uh, the and- and to that point, you guys actually work with Don Alexander. What's the the group uh, or the the name of the the organization that you're part of? Uh, Trails Four One One. We actually um, take people in their own vehicles and teach them how to off road. So whatever level of experience that driver has, we will elevate it from there. Whatever level the Jeep is at, whether it's stock or setup and whatever, we have a couple different levels that we do. We also work with companies and corporations to do events. We just worked with a huge um, electrical company out here and teaching them how to maneuver in sand and dirt, which they're on those kind of roads getting to their power lines. Um, We've done stuff for people like Dana Spicer. We've done tire events where we're helping to um, push the social media and do tire testing. Don has done a lot of them for a lot of different brands, but... Nixon Tire, Toyo Tire, Hankook, we've done a lot of different things. So one thing about our classes and courses is that we actually ride with you. So one of us is in that passenger seat, helping you to maneuver and learn about your vehicle. When you're done with us, you will learn the width and length of your vehicle, how it operates. We take stock vehicles and show you what your vehicle is capable of. So it's really a great program, and we just love to help teach and work with people it's been very uh rewarding as well mm-hmm. and a bi- beautiful uh area of the country out there in california and uh, southern california so uh and, and just to if uh, for the kids keeping score at home uh you do that you have a full-time day job and yes. you record uh episodes every week for the jeep talk show <laughs> oh now and now you do it for chick chat as well <laughs> that's right so apparently i'm I, i'm a busy gal <laughs> are, the, are the horses getting fed <laughs> <laughs> yes, the horses are getting fed, the dogs are getting fed. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's but that's what happens when you're busy, you get things done, right? I think that's the the motto. Yeah, exactly. Well, Wendy, thank you very much for sharing your information with us tonight. And uh, I hope our listeners uh, are just a little bit better informed about who you are and how you got involved in this hobby. Thank you. Love it. <laughs> I love what we're doing on the Jeep Talk Show too. Well, and speaking of that, I have some really, really good news about Gold Mountain. As you guys may remember, Gold Mountain is one of our Black Diamond Trails here in in Big Bear, which is Southern California. Um, It's also a badge of honor trail. And you've heard me talk about picking up the trash and people destroying fences and driving on the pebble plains. Uh, Just a quick reminder, we have uh, three species of plants up here that only grow here in the entire world. And what's happening is people are driving on this trail because it looks easy when you start and you get up to some obstacles and Tony you've been on both of them and they're not super difficult they're probably a mild to medium black diamond trail when you think about the levels and if you're looking at numbers it's probably around a six or seven maybe an eight depending on where it is 
And when people with stock vehicles or um, whatever, trucks even, um, get to that second and third obstacle, they cannot make it up. So what people are doing is they're cutting the fences or literally taking their vehicle and driving over the T-post. I'm not kidding, bending them over and driving on the pebble plane or going around and creating these bypasses, which are to do that, you're actually cutting trees down or you are destroying, you know, the stuff. Plus, we've heard lots of stories of woodcutters. These are people off the hill who come up to steal wood or cut wood and then go down the hill and sell it. So it's illegal to cut our trees up here. So, but again, who's going to monitor all that stuff? So the idea was that if we put a gate at the entrance that blocked the main road and then built a gatekeeper that was the same as the obstacles along the trail, um, if you have a setup vehicle, you're going to be fine. Um, even 35s, you don't even probably need lockers to get up it. But the gatekeeper we did about two and a half years ago because we thought we got the gate approved. Uh, Forest Service, very slow to move. We all know how government agencies work. But there's been generations of people, and I would mean that in our club as far as presidents and, and members, working on this for about six and a half years with the Forest Service. They all think it's a good idea, but nobody was willing to sign off on it. So, which doesn't make sense to me because if people are destroying the trails or leaving their trash, they're not being respectful of staying on the trail, why wouldn't you want to protect that? So, we got it finally approved. The Bear Valley 4x4 Club, uh, which is a Jeep club or actually a 4x4 club up here, we all got together with knowledge and we had people that were welding and cutting and designing this whole thing. Bill was sort of the lead on that as with other members and making sure that it got built to the Forest Service specs. The thing is, the gate is massive, by the way. I'll have to put some pictures in the show notes for you guys listening, but it's amazing. And half of it's in the ground, under the ground. So they poured some concrete to hold it in place. Um, it will be dry here. By the time you guys hear this, you can get on the trail. Um, and we just sort of shored it up. So now we're, we feel very good about the many, many hundreds, maybe even a thousand plus hours, man hours that we've been spending as an Adopt-A-Trail to protect this trail um, and to get up there and get re redo the fences and, you know, repair, repair, repair. It's like, gosh, people stop doing this. So we just prevented the Forest Service from closing that trail permanently, and we've preserved it for generations to come. So I am so excited that that gate is up. The trail is open. There is no problem on that trail. If you can do the gatekeeper, you're going to be just fine. And Tony, just so you know, a lot of our big trails up here have a, quote, gatekeeper. You know, there's a bunch of rocks and something that is in the front that if you can't get over that initial obstacle you can't do the rest of the trail so this is not uncommon for trails to have a quote gatekeeper at the beginning of it so so I'm there's so excited. there's something i don't understand i know that there gets the people get quite a, quite upset whenever a trail is closed mm -hmm. and and also too you've spoken about this where the trails uh, some trail was yes. closed with on a whim it seems yes all of our trails up here right after the snow they decided to close every single trail without even looking at them yeah so, we, we there's, don't like that. so there's a gate being put on this trail, and I understand the reasoning behind it, but doesn't that kind of go along the same lines of just closing the trail for everybody? So what the gate does is it closes it to stock vehicles, like cars. We're talking cars, like a Camry or something. People would try to get up there. Oh, so or, the gate only keeps out. I see, because I was thinking to myself, oh, I could go around that gate. Yes, <laughs> when you, when you When you, you posted the because, picture on Instagram yeah, today, I was like, oh, yeah, I, can, I can go around that gate. That gate's useless. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, because there's rocks to the left of that gate, if you saw the picture. That's the gatekeeper so you're talking about. That's the gatekeeper, about. yeah. Gotcha. And on the right, even though you think there's, it's a sheer cliff down, there is no space on the right side of that gate. It's right on the edge of the trail. I gotcha. But what it's designed to do, so the woodcutters would come up in a stock truck that can't make it, and they were just cutting trees and taking them. So that's also going to stop. So we will preserve the trees that are up there. Um, and then people coming up, because the trail looks normal. If you're, you know, somebody in a vehicle and you've got your family like, hey, let me take my little minivan and let's go up here and see what we can do. You can get a ways up that trail on a regular stock vehicle. But then it starts to get more difficult and more difficult. Pretty soon you have obstacles that you have to climb over and stock vehicles can't do it. Um, you also have people that maybe come in and don't know how to drive or pick a line. And so they're now saying, well, I want to go forward. Let me just go through this gate. I don't care that it says don't do this. Um, and I don't care, but I need to keep going for, forward. So it's kind of sad in a way that people just don't respect boundaries. <laughs> yeah, it, it is sad. But at the same at the same time, these are potential jeepers from the standpoint that they want to go and see and do. Yeah. So, Absolutely. so that's what that's what jeepers do. So it's not necessarily a bad thing that no. they that they want to do it. It's actually whenever they tear stuff up, yeah. <laughs> when they like you were talking about earlier. So uh-huh. I don't want to push put anybody down about you know actually wanting to go on an adventure because no. that's what we all do. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, you just need to try to do it the right way, and so that the trails are available for uh, the next time you wanted to go go to that trail that it's still open and it's open for the future people. So that's yeah. that's the point of all of this. And really it's no different than when you go to look for a trail if it's like for us down here if it's a a green um circle and a blue square or a black diamond you know that green is easy, super easy, blue's going to be medium with some kind of obstacle but maybe you can get around it and black is you got to be set up and some blacks you need you know 35 skid plates rock sliders whatever maybe some lockers and sometimes you don't need all that stuff so gold mountain you don't necessarily need all that you can get up it in 33s if you know how to drive and (laughs) you know i mean there there are some so it's not like we've eliminated people getting on the trail that is not the case right but it is considered a black diamond it is a badge of honor trail it should be difficult um, so what we're trying to do is keep people that aren't set up, that don't understand from destroying what we want to do with the trail. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice. I mean, and yeah. So there's no, there's no how to's or signs or anything telling anybody about the stuff that's about to happen to them. If they go past this gate, is there, I mean, they can certainly find the Jeep talk show and find out information, but is there any way that you know, uh, or how would be the best way for people to find out more information? Like they see this trail and they would like to be able to go on this trail. They want to know how they can do it. And they have no information. All they have is the Toyota Corolla. They know they need something else. <laughs> yeah. You know, most people, when you research a trail, you go on YouTube. I mean, we certainly have it on Trails 411. You could see this trail in on our one of our YouTube videos. Um, but you can also, I believe on X, there's a couple of other um, mapping systems that actually will tell you how bad it is. Um, Badge of Honor, I think, gives you information on the trail. But, the but other, there's nothing there at the gate that tells you any of this, correct? 
there's never anything at any gate that's that I'm what aware i'm of. yeah no I, I'm, yeah. that's what i'm assuming so no somebody goes oh this is go down this trail and blah, 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 there's a gate yeah. well, what the hell's going on here there's well, nothing there that they can like scan a qr code and get more information or what's interesting about trails in the forest service at least is that there's usually like a little sign that'll say this is the black diamond or blue or green, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this trail, believe it or not, that signage, when you first start to come up that trail, you see it. But then it's a ways before you ever get to the beginning of the trail. So honestly, the Forest Service needs to put another one right at the trail would help people, let's say if the gate wasn't there, for people to know that this is a black diamond. I think people drive up it, never see that little information that it's black oh no yeah and then they drive up it because it looks smooth at the bottom i mean it's like oh we could do this let's go up and have some fun and i'm not i don't think there's anything wrong with that but i think what's happening is the amount of man hours that we have submitted to adopt a trail for the forest service over the years of picking up trash of mending fences and fixing things moving deadfall fixing that they've you know destroyed trees just to maintain it is ridiculous mm-hmm. so now we're hoping i mean i'm sure there's going to be people out there that are idiots but we're hoping that if you cannot make that gatekeeper it's too hard for you turn around and pick another trail we have over 600 miles of trails in the san Bernardino mountains to go on and probably 80 percent of them are green easy so this, so this is a lot a lot like you have nuclear waste that has a half-life of you know fifty thousand years how, <laughs> how do you put up a sign to let people know in you know 20 or 30 or forty thousand years to stay away from this this is kind of yeah. the same situation how do you let yeah. people know so what you guys have done is just put up a bunch of rocks and stuff where hopefully they can't get over it with their vehicles yeah. um, but I can still see that there's uh, there's a fine line between stupid people and uninformed people mm-hmm. and now the ones that are informed and do stupid things anyway those those are the stupid ones <laughs> yeah we, well we know that but honestly i mean if if you try to do john bull there is major gatekeepers at both ends mm-hmm. if you try to do holcomb creek same thing no so, no i'm and i'm, I'm not uh, saying this, this is a bad yeah. thing i'm just saying that i can see that somebody is curious they're going up this trail and they get there and, and they're like what the hell there's a yeah. gate here, and I can't go yeah. over that. So what the hell's going on? It's just this. This is public land. Why can't I go on public land? And they they have no way of knowing other than doing a uh, an internet search. And then you know how hard internet searches are when you don't have the any idea what the words you need to use to yeah. search it. Well, so, we're we're going to put a sign up that'll talk about Gold Mountain and it's a black diamond and all that once we get approval i would from i would just say put the sign up say listen to the jeep talk show 24 7 yeah well that would be awesome i'm gonna put some <laughs> stickers on that damn gate so i want to do <laughs> but i just i'm excited because you know there's a lot of people that had to do this there's a lot of work that goes involved absolutely we have been wanting to do this for years most of the clubs around here all know that um they're very respectful and it's just you know you get a few people that are like wow why did it take so long or why are you it's like Mm -hmm. hey you have no idea how hard it is to push paper through the forest yeah just tell them have you ever been to the dmv yeah, exactly. So, but we're excited. The, the trail is open. Come, yeah. come and, run and it. Congratulations. I wasn't trying to beat you up on that. I was no, just trying to, to, to play the devil's advocate for yes. the, the folks that want to go and, and have an adventure, but they can't yeah. and they don't understand why. So those people need to contact somebody who has a Jeep and take them up there. There you go. <laughs> or, or a Toyota. I mean, there's other vehicles that can get you up there. Yeah, they don't but, uh, but they'll, 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 they'll just get you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. And as always, you guys uh, check out uh, the YouTube channel, Backcountry Driver. That is also the yeah. uh, Trails 411. Yeah, and Instagram and Facebook as well. So check it out. And I might also be reached here, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Happy yep. to answer any questions or whatever. Let us know. All right. Now, I didn't think this was any much of a big deal, uh, but I have had people contact me after going to Easter Jeep Safari 2023 and taking the, uh, throwing a lot of numbers out here tonight, taking the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator out there on uh, a few of the trails. Uh, I think Metal Masher is what uh, uh, really got a few people uh, real interested in uh, how the Gladiator was set up uh, and how I was how it worked out okay. And of course, like most, most things, you don't have to do the most difficult part of the trail. There's no, usually easier parts of the trail. And obviously, uh, I, based on my experience and the setup of the Gladiator and wanting to drive it back home for 20 hours uh, without having any issues, uh, I did not take the the most serious parts of the trail. Now, now, you have to take some serious parts just to get from point A to point B. Correct. Uh, but Yeah, but uh, they, they weren't the worst parts. So just make that very clear. And uh, I think one of the reasons why people are asking is because they would sure like to go to Easter Jeep Safari. They'd love to go to Moab, but they don't think that their 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 Jeep is ready. And what? yeah, uh, that's exactly the the type of questions I was getting. They were wow, they wanted well, to know what they needed to do uh, so that they could get their Jeep out there too. I understand that those trails there's all levels, just like they are here, right? Mm-hmm. Easy, medium, and difficult. And I don't think there's, is there any rocks that you're climbing over like we did here, Tony, in Southern California? Or is it smooth? Because pictures I see, you're climbing big, huge mountains in a sense, but it's more like smooth or flat, right? It's not boulders like what uh, you'd see on uh, John Bull. Uh, it is uh, like a lot of shelves. There, I mean, there are, they're all rocks, but not anything mm-hmm. that's like uh, three and four foot high. Um, and, uh, and just thinking about it, I don't remember seeing anything, anything like that, but it's, uh, it very well could have been, uh, it was, uh, it's, it's fun, it's, but it's different than, uh, than California. Right. Um, so one of the things, and, and I didn't really even think about this. I thought about it when I was out on, uh, the, the trails in uh, Moab, uh, but I really never considered getting a skid system, uh, for the gladiator until you were doing, uh, your first Jeep talk show off-road event there uh, was it gold mountain or was it someplace else i forgot where it was we did uh john bull okay so it was and yeah and holcomb creek and and one of the things you were saying was is that if you got 35 inch uh, tires i believe you said like a skid two and a half inch lift and so on and so forth uh lockers i think you had Mm -hmm. said and also to a a skid system a skid system yep and I didn't have a skid plate system. So uh, I was obviously, uh, I, I love that that part of the country. I've been there once and I want to go again. So I, I didn't feel like I was going to be able to go. I considered it. And one of the things I uh, did was I looked for a skid system uh, for the uh, for the Gladiator. And uh, I'd already purchased uh, some things from Motobuilt. So that's the first place I went to look. And they have an absolute gorgeous uh, skid system uh, for the Gladiator. And it just wasn't something that was going to happen. So that's one of the things I'm looking at getting. But okay. I can tell you that uh, I I didn't ha- I I did just fine and managed to get back home uh, just fine without the the full skid system, just the skids that came on the Gladiator. Right. So just a quick rundown on uh, if you're interested in going to Easter Jeep Safari with uh, with your Gladiator, and then, and some of this will probably apply to a, a JL JLU as well. 
Uh, I got the uh, the Mopar 2-inch uh, lift kit for the Gladiator. Uh, I got a worn Xeon 10 winch, which I did not use, but it's always good to have. It's a good tool to have just in case. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am on the Nexon Rodian MTX uh, 35 by 125 by 17 tires. And the cool thing about that with the Gladiator is the spare will fit under the bed. The 35-inch cool. tire will fit under the bed. So you don't have to go uh, put that in the bed of the, the, the pickup. Uh, right. and uh, so on and so forth. So it, 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 that's nice, too. I mean, 37s would be good, but I'm not too sure that that would fit because the 35s were tight. Probably have to air down the 37s to get them in there, or the 37 to get it in there. Uh, I have the uh, Motobilt uh, Crusher Series front bumper with bull bar. Uh, that was uh, very important to have for the uh, to be able to mount the worn winch. Uh, I have the Motobilt Crusher Series rear bumper uh, with corner frame mounts. And what that means is there's an area between uh, the back wheels and the back of the Gladiator, uh, whereas if you get a bumper or the or if you're using the, the stock bumper, there's an area there that can be crushed by rocks and other things that you can kind of come down on. So it's, you know, 15 inches or so of, uh, I guess you could call it rockers. It's not technically a rocker, but if you think of the, the rocker along your Jeep, uh, there's that little section. So uh, you can, you know, the Rubicons come with a little thing that goes there to protect it because you, you can mess up the back of that bed uh, coming down on things, especially with the Gladiator because it's so long. So uh, that's one of the reasons why I got the Motobilt Crusher Series rear bumper because it is a wraparound bumper. So it protects nice. those that area of the bed. And with these corner frame mounts, it mounts those corners to the frame of the Gladiator. And uh, I'll, I will dare say it makes it bulletproof. It mm-hmm. actually makes it rockproof because I came nice. down on several things out, uh, <laughs> out there. And I would say that's probably more important than a skid system because you are going to hit things on the back end of that Gladiator. It's long. It's a long ways between the rear tires and the back bumper. Uh, and uh, it, you are going to drag stuff on there. And, and it's another good reason to have a very strong rear bumper. Uh, so when it drags things, it's not that, uh, that big a deal. So that was my setup. Now, I did get about four and a half inches of lift on the front uh, of the Gladiator. And I got like two and a half or so in the rear. Uh, so uh, the skid system is definitely on my radar to put on uh, the, the Gladiator before uh, Easter Jeep Safari next year. Uh, I don't need it. I will still be able to go even if I don't have it. And uh, there's one other thing that I didn't write down here, and I don't remember what the name is, but um, the, um, the um, not track bar, well, I guess it is a track bar, whatever the, the thing is on the, the, the rear end of the Gladiator, uh, it, it sticks down really far. It is the track bar, uh, that, uh, or sway bar, no track bar. Uh, so the, tra- bar, the track bar uh, really hangs down low. And you can catch that on stuff um, really easy. And uh, TerraFlex makes a kit that goes on there that gets rid of that and increases the amount of flex that you get on the rear of the Gladiator by about, gosh, I can't remember what Dennis said, like 12 inches, which is just insane. Um, So uh, you can really get a lot more flex uh, out of that uh, Gladiator. Uh, But with that said... I did just fine off-road. I I was able to go everywhere I wanted to go. And uh, with the, uh, now my Gladiator has the max tow package, means no lockers, but I do have a limited slip in the rear. And I I think that that made a huge difference and continues to make a huge difference for me whenever I go off-road. 
because I have not been in the situation where uh, I couldn't uh, easily get up and over something with the possible one or two exceptions, which mm-hmm. which really impressed me. How, how just how how good that gladiator will go places off road. Oh, it's amazing when you see what the gladiator does. In fact, there's times when the length of that gladiator is actually a benefit to you over certain things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, yeah, you just never know. And uh, yeah, don't don't say no to the gladiator just because mm-hmm. it's too long. Nope, not at all. So, well, the nice thing is when you get that skid plate or that skid system, whatever you end up doing then there'll be no excuse for you not to come back out to California. Only uh, fuel and... Uh, <laughs> and time. And time. Exactly. And, and potential harassment from having <laughs> having Texas plates in California. No, that's no They'll get reason. excited. They'll think we're moving. We were welcoming. <laughs> yeah, we would welcome you. Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, and by the way, uh, Wendy, I'm sure you've been hearing about this on the news or something. You guys need to move in a hurry because they're looking at taxing people that leave. <laughs> I heard that. For and, 10 and years after you yes, left. <laughs> and keeping your money. Like, what? <laughs> you know, this state's gone. Highly, highly illegal. You know, it's a serious situation when they have to start building a wall to keep their people in. <laughs> Jeez, well, that's partly why they want to go all electric in this state, so they you can't go very far. <laughs> I think that's oh, all I didn't think about it. that. That's it. That, that makes me, a lot of sense. <laughs> I've already thought of it going, I know why you want that. So people can't go anywhere. <laughs> That's There's no power. We have no power to give you. You must because they were already doing rolling blackouts through the summertime when it gets really hot. You're not allowed to to charge your car. Oh, well, geez. that's the first step of you can't go anywhere. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> You're not going to do that to me. Yeah, it's it's anyway. all gonna. It's I think it's all gonna fall apart sooner than later and uh, get I, back to a, a a new normal, but a better normal. I hope so. All right. <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, you guys talked about buying a Wrangler, and they give you $5,000 back, or it's costing $5,000 less. Yeah, that's great. So you can buy a Wrangler and get two free XJs. (laughs) Hold on, Henry. I'm going to ask him. Henry wants me to ask you, why did the chicken cross the road? Yeah, to get to KFC. Yeah, no one's laughing, Henry, and that's just plain sick. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. Henry! I love that we heard Henry. I wonder if that's uh, Henry 1 or Henry number 2. I don't think it matters, but if Henry's talking about KFC, maybe it is. Maybe we need to find out. (laughs) All right, well, we're excited to announce that in our next Friday interview episode coming up later this week, we'll be featuring a special guest interview with Whitney Rofkar? Rofkar of Toledo Jeep Fest. You know, Whitney uh, is the uh, the mover, the shaker, along with uh, Jerry out there uh, in uh, Toledo, Ohio, that has been putting on the Toledo Jeep Fest every year. And, uh, Wendy, I don't know if you know this or not, but they have 1,400 Jeeps in their Jeep wow. parade on Saturday. That is amazing, and I can't even imagine what it would take to even put that on, just to coordinate it. Yeah, oh, and speaking of that, I know I've mentioned this before, but it still just amazes me. I was uh, asking uh, Whitney and uh, I think last year's interview uh, about uh, how does how do they communicate with all those, all those fourteen hundred jeeps? Is everybody on GMRS? Is it CB or whatever? And she says they use a local radio station. So oh. so she just literally calls into the radio station. 
<laughs> they tell everybody what radio station to listen to, and oh and I thought it was a beautiful idea because That's you know fabulous all idea. the jeeps have radios in them. Yes, <laughs> and and you know what that makes everybody sort of inclusive and they can all listen. How fun! Yeah, yeah, and and the, and the other great thing, and I mentioned mentioned it to her in the interview. The great thing is you don't get any smart ass comments back, and at least no. none, none that you can hear. <laughs> nope, it's broadcasting one way. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> All right, and to uh, dovetail in our must-have stuff uh, pick of the week for your Jeep, the skid plate system for the Jeep JT Gladiator. It is part number MB Mary Bravo 1106. It is the Motobuilt Jeep JT Gladiator skid plate system. Uh, it is the most well-thought-out system in the industry uh, by providing protection, easy installation. That's the thing I'm really excited about. Uh, and a completely flush underside it looks so great you're gonna have to you're gonna want people to come over and lay under your jeep just so they can enjoy it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they offer a complete four skid system where each part bolts together using recessed bolts that's always good getting the bolts off after oh yeah (laughs) after an off-road trip (laughs) and completely smooth keyed overlays they uh there they are absolutely no drop down points bolt heads or lips to catch on obstacles fits the Jeep JT Gladiator with a 3.6 liter engine. And you know, Wendy, uh, you can save $75 on this uh, rather pricey skid system by using the exclusive Patreon subscriber discount code for Northridge4x4.com. That's amazing. Oh, it, it is just gorgeous. And, of course, you'll be able to see this in our show notes for this episode, episode 831. And, uh, Wendy, you can actually see it now. And I know I've, mm-hmm. I've had these on there before. so It's nice. Uh, it's just it's so neat. And it's it's about a two-hour installation, if I remember correctly. Uh, and uh, it's just uh, unscrew stuff and screw this stuff in place. You know, take off the, the braces that are there now. And yeah. uh, put all this in place, and uh, you know, it sounds like you're just about ready to oh, pull that that little trigger and I, get it. I want it so bad. It's on, it's on your list at the top of your list. I think I can hear that in your yeah. voice. Yeah, well, it's just a good thing to to have. I mean, with yes, our our off road event at Hidden Falls, the the off road uh, thing at Easter Jeep Safari. There's going to be more off roading in in my future, and uh, it just it's I think it's just a great investment. And and besides that, and I made this comment before, when you're scraping your ass on stuff or scraping scraping the front. It just makes you feel so much better than you know when you know you got some badass skid system there that I just I really don't care. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's that comfort knowing that I can drive this home when I'm done today. I'm going to yeah. have some fun. I'm not going to be mean to it, but I'm going to have some fun, and I just know I can get home. Well, I have gotten hung up not at Easter Jeep Safari, but I have gotten hung up at uh, uh, at uh, Hidden Falls before uh, years ago now, but because uh, it, it caught on something that was uh, hanging down. And it was it wasn't a lot of something. I was able to power over it, but this is nice and smooth. So as long as the tires are still touching the ground and I'm getting uh, you know enough contact and traction, uh, I, I will not have to get up and over something underneath uh, the the Jeep. It will just slide along this nice smooth uh, um, thick metal plate. And uh, it, and also too on the road it'd be great because with the uh, the low center of lower center of gravity, I'll be able to take those uh, ninety degree turns at ninety miles an hour. Oh, yeah, let me know how, how that works. How did he do that? <laughs> it's a it's well, a gravity 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 amplifier. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, oh, and this is the other thing I was going to mention. So, uh, while I was uh, getting the oil changed, uh, what was it last week or so? Uh, yeah. I uh, I asked the the service advisor. I said, look, I'm I'm thinking about getting a skid system. 
uh, to go on the Gladiator, and uh, it, that means you can't get to the the drain bolt on the on on the oil pan. I said, now there's a panel there that you can undo and take off. I said, is that going to confuse anybody? I said, surely somebody's come in here with a skid system before, and they had to work around that. He goes, oh, yeah, no, it's not a problem. So I, I, I've even asked the question for getting the oil changed, that they'll be able to take that little panel out of there. And, of course, I'll have to check and make sure the damn thing was put back. I was just going to say, you better drive it out of there in the driveway, park it, and get underneath and crank it down because you know they're not going to torque it right. Well, I was just going to say, that's the other thing I need to do is take something so that I can make sure it doesn't uh, rattle out of there while I'm uh, driving home. That's right. Yeah, very cool. You guys check this out. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, promise yourself, I guess, you know, if you can't afford one of these right now or you shouldn't buy one, promise yourself you're just going to look and not order. (laughs) But that'll be really hard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, and it depends, too, like we talked about it. You know, what are you going to do? If you're new and you're just starting out, you don't need something like this right now. And if you're getting out there and you're elevating your Jeep to the next level and that's what you want to do, like Tony's finally saying, hey, I think I want to do a little bit more and this is what I want to protect, then you do it. Well, that's so. the problem. You get out there and do it. It's so much fun and you survive. <laughs> yes. Or in, yes. in my case, my Jeep has survived because that's really right. my concern. Uh, and then it's like, well, this is great. And if I just put this on here. Uh, it'll just make me feel that much more confident that my Jeep is not going to get damaged. Yeah. Well, it's, a right and, it's a and sickness. It's a sickness. You have to get more stuff. <laughs> Darn it. While you're in there. Just but trust it, me. That's our motto. While you're in there. But it's better than a drug habit. <laughs> <laughs> Way better. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Jeep Talk Show. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and a review on our on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us to improve the show and reach more Jeep enthusiasts just like yourself. And don't forget to follow us on social media like Instagram, Facebook, all kinds of social media handles that we have. Sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on the latest news, events, and giveaways. Finally, if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, we would love to hear from you. Go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and you'll find multiple ways to contact us. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you on the next episode of the Jeep Talk Show. You know, you see crazy things on social media. I think that's part of the attraction, actually. Mm-hmm. So one guy on social media was saying he is a Texan and Carl's Jr. is is better than Whataburger. No. <laughs> I don't think he's a Texan or doesn't have good taste. The next thing I'm waiting to hear from him is he doesn't like beaver nuggets either. He better not. That's wrong. That's just wrong. (laughs) Broadcasting since 2010.